All right, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is. You are listening to the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast coming to you from a nippy and chilly Sarasota, Florida. We don't usually say that, but we're getting some cooler temperatures this time around. And uh, just got to say, it's kind of refreshing considering I've been here almost five years and I think this is the coldest fall that we've had so far. I'm yours truly, the X Factor, Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. And boy, oh boy, is there some excitement in the air. You know, I think the Booker Tornadoes, I think they're causing some of that cooler temperature that we're having here right now, leaving a lot of wind in the atmosphere, if you will, because they are on an improbable run right now. The Booker Tornadoes are going to the final four, ladies and gentlemen. They defeated Bishop Varro, and if you listened to this podcast last week, you know that I was I, I was sitting here saying I just don't see it happening. I do not see them going into Bishop Varro and beating that team because Bishop Varro came into that game with a eleven and one record. They always play great football. They're one of the top teams down in the Fort Myers area. But oh boy, was I ever wrong, James? We sat here on Friday night in anticipation. As the third quarter ended, and as the fourth quarter was just underway, it felt like forever, but it seemed like I was just constantly just waiting, and I was sitting there giving the updates. Hey, Booker's up 32-29 to right now. Then Bishop Rowe ties it at 32. Bishop goes back up, not Bishop, Booker goes back up 35-32, to and it felt like an eternity as we were waiting for that game to end. Only for Booker to add another field goal in the final score, and that one turns out to be 38-32. to It's party time at Soda Dame right now. Now, of course, the job is not finished yet, but it's party time at Soda Dame indeed. This is not something that they are used to, and you just got to say hats off and kudos to everybody over there, Coach Littles and his staff, the players, how they've bought into the messaging, they've bought into the work. Man, this is just sensational. James, before we get into the breakdown of the game, I mean, just your thoughts here on what Booker has been able to do in this 2023 postseason that they almost didn't even get into. There's something happening at Booker. There's a resurgence. There's culture. There's coaching. There's uh, the faculty. There's this environment. Uh, it's a safe haven. It's a, it's an academic environment. But these student athletes are banding together, and they have the talent. So now it's just a matter of them uh, putting together the X's and O's and executing and getting it done every Friday night on the gridiron. And they've been able to do that the last few weeks. And every Friday you kind of look and say – you cringe and say, okay, is, is it going to happen this week? Or what's going to happen when they get on this bus and go over to the other school? Well, they've been very successful, and they've been able to come back and leave those teams over there and put them out of the playoffs, so to speak. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed, to say the least. 38-32 uh, to 32 over Bishop Varro was the final score. But, boy, that defense was key. I mean, Kevontae Hugan, that huge pick six, there was another interception that happened there. The offense played a nice game as well, but that defense, man, it, it was almost like a no-fly zone out there at times. Yeah, that defense is, is very, uh, very active. Uh, they're able to 
bat balls down, pick six, or at least even just secure the ball, run down, get some good yards, and and go ahead and, and go the other way with the ball. So they're a good team, and they play hard. And defensively, you're in for a long night. You're in for a dogfight when you see Booker. They're not going to quit, and they have the athletes, and they believe they can win. And now with the momentum that they're putting together, this is uh, something different to see. As I said to start this whole thing off, they're playing in the Final Four, but they have to travel to Coco High School. And just to give you some insight on who Coco High School is, they play further on the eastern coast of Florida. They're one of the top-ranked teams in the country. They are ranked number 21 in the nation. We did our research, and we checked this earlier today. They also defeated the Suncoast's most beloved team, well, at least their most winning team, I should say, because everybody doesn't love this team. But they defeated the Venice Indians back on September 1st, 31-21. to 21. <laughs> So that tells you just how good that team is. But I'm not going to count out Booker. James, I'm going to do something I haven't done so far with any of this. <laughs> I'm not going to make a prediction for this game. Mm. I'm going to say a prayer, and I'm going to hope for the best for the Booker Tornadoes because I, I, I really want to see this continue, but I understand how tough the task is going to be at hand for them to go in and get done what they need to get done. Yeah, sometime in sports, it's like life. It's, it's very challenging, and, you know, what they have to endure and get through this week, wow, you know. It's one of those situations where whatever team comes out of it deserves a trophy. And definitely Booker, for all their, their hard work, their achievements, and, and Soda Dame, this, this program is back. You know, they have an athletic director who is a coach, two for one. Uh, this gentleman is putting together something special, the culture, the buy-in. They have the athletes. They live in the neighborhood. And if everybody would stay home, they would, you know what kind of team they would have. But, you know, they have a good roster with student athletes and a lot of talent, and now they have the opportunity to do something special and get past Coco, which is a, a, a juggernaut. As I said before, I'm going to say a prayer and I'm going to hope for the best. I am not making a prediction on this game. I, I, I will not sit here and tell you, I'm telling you what I want to happen. I'm not going to tell you what I think can happen, just simply because this team proved me wrong last week, and they continue to shock the world. But, you know, one of the big leading factors for that, honestly, may be the fact that, and Coach Littles told me this on this past Monday when I had a chance to speak to him. He said, it's not exactly that we're playing to win football games right now because obviously they are but he said it's much bigger than that. They're playing for each other. They're playing for their community. They're playing for the love of their school. That's a very interesting concept and a very interesting team. They're banding together. You know, when I go over there and I see them, each time that I see them, they're more and more locked in. And I'm sure once they get on those buses, you can feel a certain level of intensity. Once they get on the bus, you can feel that, they're going away to handle their business. And, uh, again, I mean, that ride over to Coco, and when they get there this time, they've seen it before. You know, last week they went into uh, Vero, and that was a team that doesn't lose at home. 
you know, the, the week before that, they went to Fort Meade. So obviously they probably feel like they're, they're at a high level and they probably feel motivated. And pro- I can't speak for them, but I'm just saying that they're probably feeling uh, uh, very good about what they're doing these days. They're prob- their confidence level is probably very high even though they're very humble and they're hardworking and, and, you know, they're guys who are banding together and, and they have one of the best stories of the season. I don't know if they can get past Friday, but they've already been successful in what they've been able to do with, with Soda Dame and bring this team back to prominence. So I feel like, you know, at this point, maybe we need to go ahead and unleash a little more of the context here of why James and I are just – so thrilled at what's happening at Booker right now. It's because two years ago this team went winless. They were 0 and 8. They had a stretch where they had had where they went 1 and 20 before Coach Scotty Littles and his staff showed up. It was an undermanned team to say the least. Coach Littles told me when he walked into that program in 2022, when he first walked through that door, there were 20 players on that team. And if you know anything about football, you know you cannot have only 20 players on a football team, especially on the high school level, and expect to win games and be competitive. But, and Josiah Booker, who I also had a chance to speak with, he's a star player on that team, wonderful young man as well. He told me the first message that coach came in and said is, I love you guys, and I love that you're here. And, you know, you can only imagine what that does for those young men to hear that, especially when they weren't necessarily hearing it from their previous regime. Coach Little's telling them, I love you. I love that you're here. We're going to rebuild this thing together. It's him showing that genuineness of, no, I genuinely love you just for being you. I love who you are. I love you for being here, not for what you can go out there on that football field and do for me. And it's so much bigger than the game. It's about building better men, building better character, building better citizens. And you see it when you go over there. You see it every time we every time we go out to practice. We see it, James. Those are some very respectful young men. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Please. Thank you. And I know that all of this may sound a little like, well, this is how people are supposed to act anyway. Well, you'd be surprised at how much of it doesn't happen. And it's instilled in that program. It's instilled. You will go to class. You will get good grades. You will be respectful to everyone you come across. The lunch lady better know your name. The janitor better know your name. Everybody better know your name. And it's not just because of what you do on that football field. It's because of how you treat people. And it's absolutely remarkable. The message over there is that they're leading with love and they're playing for each other. And one of the things Coach Little said to me, he said, how can you love a team if you're not all the way bought in on it. You know, when you love somebody, you go all in for that person. When you love that team, you play for each other. When you love your community, you rally behind each other. You rally behind the community. And that is what we have seen at Booker High School from 2022 all the way to where we are now. And I expect that as long as Coach Littles is there, that will continue to be the message going forward. And the interesting thing about it is this is only year two of of coach being there and so it's only going to get better in terms of what they're trying to do right now and this team they have is special you know you talked about Josiah Booker three-star wide receiver he can do a lot of different things on the field punt returns and what have you but also you look at 
OP, a young man that you did a story with, uh, Patterson, uh, one of the first uh, people in his family to go get the opportunity to go to college. And he's playing there at Booker. Uh, there's a lot of gentlemen on that team. These are young guys, and they're, they're just carving their way out to be successful in life. Uh, Hunter, uh, his, his nickname is Tuda. He's running the ball downhill, power running, and a smash mouth. He's cutting through holes, and he's running that ball and really running it, really working hard, making sure that he can get as many yards as possible. I mean, th- those guys are really, really banding together, and it's, it's, y- you don't want to see their season end. Uh, they're a likable team that people pull for, and uh, kind of like um, – Nobody's giving them anything. They're going out as a group, and they're putting this thing together, and it's been very interesting to watch. Before I go into my next point with this, I want to say a huge shout-out and thank you to everybody tuning in to our Instagram live audience right now. We appreciate you guys and your continued support, and also you know, please tune into the podcast as well on all of our podcast platforms. James, one of the things they say down at Venice High School is it's different here. But I also feel very fair in saying that it's also very different at Booker High School as well. And I say that just in terms of, for me, the success of this team, it only it doesn't just go into how they treat each other. It goes into how they prepare for games, their preparation. During the summer, when it was scorching and sweltering outside, and we know that all too well, we were doing live shots in that heat. <laughs> So we know it all too well. But during the summer when it was scorching and sweltering outside and you had teams that were practicing in the mornings to try to avoid the brunt of the heat or late in the evening to try to avoid the brunt of the heat, Booker High School was out there in the heat. (laughs) They were practicing in that heat. They were preparing like almost like college football teams prepare. The water breaks that were being taken, of course, the mandatory water breaks and things like that, that was happening as well. But they were out there practicing in that sweltering heat. And part of the messaging behind that was it's about building character and it's about building better men. Because if you properly build character and you properly build better men, you are going to be successful on that field. You know, at Booker, it's kind of like an old-school environment in terms of the way that they're coached up, their atmosphere, and the way they work hard. Nobody's giving them anything. And uh, you go out there, it's 100 degrees, heat-indexed, or it might be cool to people who live on the Sun Coast who are spoiled with some of the best weather. Now they feel, oh, it's 60 degrees. It's, it's cold in their eyes, right? So this is a football team that's out there working through whatever it, it may take. No, they don't have the uh, backing of, of, say, maybe a, a Venice or, you know, a Mooney. Or, or they don't have uh, the glitz and the notoriety of some of these different teams here, right? But what they do have is a, a group of people, and they're banding together, and it's almost like they're just making their way. Uh, one day at a time. It's, it's been beautiful to watch. And, and, again, what they did last Friday night and what they did the, the previous Friday night, they went into Fort Meade, and that team had not lost in a while. And they knocked that team off and put them out of the playoffs. Then they turned around and went to Verreau, 
who scores 40 and 50 a game, and they beat them at home and put them out of the playoffs. You know, a, a team that they lost the district title to. Uh, there was something there. Just a very interesting dynamic. And, and now Booker is, is they're going to make their way over to uh, Coco. And uh, it, it would be uh, just a phenomenal game, you know. I, w- I would pay money to go see it. We're going to have highlights from that contest <laughs> on Friday night. And that game will begin on Friday at 7.30 p.m. We're also going to be on hand for the Booker High School festivities that will be happening tomorrow as well. Much well-deserved. Before we jump off this topic, I have to say this, and James, I know you can appreciate where I'm about to go with this. I'm very happy for the players. I'm happy for the coaching staff. I'm happy for Booker High School. I'm happy for the city of Sarasota. I am overjoyed for the Sarasota Newtown community right now and what that school is doing. Definitely. Again, you talk about a neighborhood school, the historic piece. Uh, You all remember how there were schools and neighborhoods that you could walk up to, right? There was no bus needed. You could walk to the school if you had to or ride a bicycle or get a ride from a loved one. A Booker is that type of environment when you look at Newtown. The building is, is new, so it's beautiful. They have what they need as far as the building is concerned. The neighborhoods around it provide the student body so they can walk to the campus if need be. And it's kind of an old traditional style uh, feel in terms of the neighborhood school, you know. And, and so what they're, they've been able to do this year is special for that community. And I'm sure that that community of Newtown is very proud of that team. And, and once they learn more about what's going on with that football team, they would really be happy for him, I, I would think. So the Dame, we're cheering you on the rest of the way. Of course, the longer you guys play, the better it is for us. <laughs> Speaking of things that are breaking barriers, things that are good for us here, the Cardinal Mooney Cougars football team, they're making some noise too. They currently have a 10-2 record right now. They're continuing to steamroll in the playoffs, defeating Victory Christian Academy last Friday, 42-0. Never a chance. Didn't even allow them on the scoreboard. It got ugly quick. And they also won the region title in this contest, their first region title since 2006. You've heard us rave about the job that Coach Jared Clark and his staff are doing over there. And, you know, this is just reminiscent of that. Cardinal Mooney, again, when you look at a program and you look at, okay, let's look at their facilities. Let's look at their coach. Let's look at their players. Let's look at their school, their academic. They check all the boxes. It's a Catholic, small, private high school. Uh, Top-notch students, top-notch coaching. The coach was the quarterback at Notre Dame. He's the head football coach. The field, beautiful field, home of the Cougars. The fans are right there on top of you, and you have to be ready to play. They have a running back in Carson Beach. He can run the ball down, no problem, right? Getting first downs. And then defensively, they have two corner, two, two guys who are SEC players, right? They've got a Gator on one side, and, and they have a gentleman who's, who's committed to South Carolina. Pick your poison. So whatever you want to do, both of those gentlemen are there, and you've done stories on them. So it's, it's a tough out. 
uh, they're playing a very good team, very good team, and they deserve everything, and they work hard, and they're structured, and their coach is, is a very uh, – very, very structured gentleman, and he makes sure to uh, coach those guys up. And they're a family atmosphere as well. But they're taking on a great team this Friday, to say the least. North Florida Christian, the Eagles, they come into this game with a 9-3 and record. So I haven't had a chance to look at the highlights of this team at all. They're not in our coverage area. But it should be a pretty evenly matched matchup there. But Carson Beach, he's going to be key in this matchup as he was last week and as he's been throughout the season. I expect Teddy Foster and Zamarian Lang, better known as Zai, I expect them to play well as, along with this as well. But James, talk about that fan base, those Cougar crazies. They're going to be ready to go on Friday night, mainly because they got some big festivities that are going down to hype things up an hour before game time, and we will be on tap for that. That game also begins at 7.30, and we'll have those highlights for you on Friday night game nights at ABC7 News at 11. Even though we may be coming on a little later, should make mention of that due to a programming note that we have, we may be coming on a little later as we did last Friday, but we will be here. You can rest assured of that. Speaking of teams that will be here, the Venice Indians football team, they are in another Final Four. No surprises around here at this point. We know what this team is about. We know what they play football for. We know what this time of the year means for them. Getting their last victory over the Riverview Rams, 49-23. to It was a rematch of the September 29th matchup when Riverview also traveled down to Venice. Venice also won that one 35-14. Before we get into Venice, I want to take the time to uh, just give Riverview all the best they had a phenomenal bounce-back season, dealt with some adversity in the middle of these playoffs, losing legendary coach John Sprague just a week out from Thanksgiving. So playing with heavy hearts the rest of the way. But they went out there. They fought hard. Coach Smithers in that program, they will, they are, they will be back next season. Coach Peacock said it himself, James, when you had the chance to talk to him last uh, about two weeks ago, they're not too far behind where we are now. That That's a lot of high praise right there. So just want to give kudos to Riverview on a great season. We know you guys will be back, and you know we'll be on tap for any collegiate signings that are coming as well. What a program. When you think about Riverview and what they mean to Sarasota and the history of it, and, and they really play football, right? They really have a good coach, a great fan base, a, a great athletic director. They have all the pieces. And just the history and, and, and everyone who comes back and who cares about that program, just a great atmosphere, a, a great school, a great site, and uh, just, just a wonderful program. Uh, the running back, D.J. Johnson, uh, running the ball. Uh, you look at their quarterback, uh, Braxton Thomas. Uh, the other gentleman, uh, Dawson. Uh, they've got some players, and, and in fact, uh, Charles Lester, the third, he, was, he spent some time. He went to school at Riverview before he had transferred over to Venice, just like a lot of guys, Malachi and some of the guys in the past. But just a, just a special place, a tremendous program, and Smithers and those guys, they will be back. And, and, and shout out to Manatee as well with Coach Green. 
Yes, uh, want to give a huge shout out right now in our Instagram live audience. Sterling Kaplan's in the building. Sterling joined us two weeks ago. Sterling, thanks for tuning in. We know that you'll be back here pretty soon. But yes, huge shout out to Manatee and Riverview. And one other point I want to touch on, because people may be wondering, James, why do these guys talk about Braxton Thomas so much and how great of a player he is and great of a young man? We know his father. We, 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 we know his father, Norris, who works over at IMG and couldn't be more of a gentleman, to say the least. And we had the chance to meet Braxton on multiple occasions throughout the season. What a pleasant young man he is. So we just wanted to go ahead and make note of that as well, because I know that the audience may be wondering, you guys talk about Braxton Thomas a lot. There, there's a reason for that. We know that young man. We know, we know his family. We know the character that is being instilled in him. And it is remarkable, to say the least. Yeah, very nice young man, uh, character guy. Uh, okay, so imagine uh, you have to move cross-country and you have to go to a new high school. Well, he was able to do that and do very well in that, you know, with the grades, the the football, uh, you know, success. He's really, really a special player and a special person, uh, and he'll do well in life. Uh, a very nice young man, and uh, the sky is the limit for him. Absolutely. But now we got to talk about the victors, the Venice Indians right here. And like we said, this is what they do. This is what they play for this time of year. There are other schools here that are planning festivities, and I can tell you right now I've already reached out to Venice to see if they're planning anything for Friday, and the message was no. Not for the state semis. So that just tells you what their mindset is. It is title or bust down there, as it should be. They are hosting DeLand, the Bulldogs, this Friday. And Venice, even though they're the home team, they are the underdog. DeLand comes into this game ranked 13th. Venice is ranked 15th. It's not the first time that they played a postseason game in which they were a dog coming in. So this matchup could go either way. But... I believe Venice is very hungry to get back to a third consecutive state title matchup. And I believe they're even hungrier to right that wrong that they feel they made last year in the state championship when they had a chance to go back to back. In their minds, they feel if they get past this one, we should be going for a three-peat. But two out of three isn't bad either. Definitely. They'll take it, I'm sure. Uh, You look at DeLand... They're on a six-game winning streak. They can really play the game. They, they, they have everything. Uh, they wouldn't be here if they didn't. And they're going to come into the island and try to uh, win a football game and go on to state. Everybody wants to. And so when you look at Venice, they have everything. They've got a quarterback. They've got uh, receivers, good defensive backs. Uh, They're running back. Um who has been in the news recently, and a good coach, the stadium, the fan base. I mean, they have it all. It's like it's like a movie. You, you, you'd have to see it uh, to understand it. Uh, Venice is a special place, and, and uh, for anyone to come in there and, and try to beat them, uh, their hands are full. Venice is currently on a 12-game winning streak. Uh, they lost two games earlier in the season. And, and now they just are kind of uh, just running them off. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Absolutely. And you you may note there of those running backs, Alvin Johnson the third and Mr. Jamaris Wilder. We're going to speak about Mr. Wilder in a second because he has been in the news lately. Not for anything negative, but he's in the news cycle, ladies and gentlemen. But before we touch on him, I just have to say, 
James, I think we know why Charles Lester III is headed to Florida State. We've learned the past two weeks how special of a player this young man is. He has been a highlight reel on our ABC7 Friday night game night show, also being the play of the night two weeks in a row. Hey, this is where the superstars show up and play, and I'm expecting him to be a big factor in this matchup. He's one of those guys who are, who are, who are different, who are special. He's on a whole nother level, and, and when we go back to the summer and we remember – he uh, making his commitment, um, it was like a rock star event. He was like a, a rock star. Everyone was out at the community center, the Robert L. Taylor, waiting to see it. Is he going to Georgia? Is he going, where is he going? Is he going to Colorado? He decides to take his talents to Flor- the Florida State University, and uh, he's a special talent. Uh, he's a defensive player who – for the better part of this season, nobody wanted to give him any action. They didn't want to even go over to that side of the field. And so when they finally tested him, look what happened the last couple weeks. And he was able to say, oh, football, okay, no problem. And he ran it in. And then and he's able to, to you know, uh, catch the ball as well and, and play both ways. So he's special. Um, he got his Travis Hunter on, as you said, uh, he, he's special talent, and, and he's a guy who uh, I, I feel like you'll hear his name for a number of years. And as James says, he has a rock star presence to him. Listen, we were there waiting along with other media outlets and just people in the community in anticipation for when is Charles going to show up, when is Charles going to show up. And when he got out of the vehicle that he pulled up in, you would think that Drake or Lil Baby or Beyonce or the notable celebrities that we know about in the mainstream world had just walked out of that vehicle. And how everybody was basically just flocking to him as we were making our way to the stage where he was making his presentation known. It was absolutely remarkable. So he's got superstar quality to him on and off the field. But speaking of superstars, Mr. Jamaris Wilder is a great running back here for the Venice Indians. But like we said, he's in the news, folks, because the class of 2025 junior running back has decommitted from the University of Colorado. I got some notes here that I just want to make sure that James and I go through here for you here really quickly. We do not know why he has decommitted from the school. I feel that that is the most important thing for us to say. Neither one of us have had the chance to talk to Mr. Wilder, nor the coaches, nor the coaching staff down at Venice, nor the athletic director to find out why this has happened. However, this decommitment comes just days after Coach Deion Sanders made some comments in a press conference about how the Colorado Buffs football program is not going to be a place where you come run your bag up. He's speaking about the NIL deals, if you don't know what he means by that. Speaking about those NIL deals that teams have, and to me those comments come across as a little irresponsible for a program that you're trying to build up into stature, especially when you have two of the top NIL earners in the country and your son, quarterback Shadur Sanders, and star two-way player, cornerback and wide receiver Travis Hunter. And that's not necessarily why kids would want to go to your college anyway, just the stage presence that it brings. But making comments like that, Wilder and other commits decided, 
uh, we're going to take our talents elsewhere. Now, we are not sure where Mr. Wilder could be headed next. There is a lot of anticipation in the air to find out. Please know that we will be on top of that as much as we possibly can. We just wanted to make note of that. Recently, there was a young man, a quarterback, uh, as you know, out of Georgia, the great state, the Peach State, uh, from the Winter Robins area, who was on his way in terms of a commitment to Colorado to play for Coach Prime, and and who knows what the future holds, but recently uh, he decommitted. So there's uh, uh, several guys who have decided not to uh, stay committed at this time. You look at uh, Mr. Watkins over at IMG, uh, same thing in terms of a, a decommitment to Colorado. But Prime says, uh, I ain't hard to find, uh, as he would say, and, and you can read it on his sweatshirts and what have you. Um, and it's, it's really that time of year where everybody is kind of moving around and the portal will be opening and, and some different things will be happening. And some guys are, you know, looking around and, and, and at some point they will solidify those commitments again. But who knows what how this will play out. But currently those players who have committed – have decommitted, and so we'll have to keep our eyes on Colorado and see what happens with the Buffaloes. A, a, a lot of people feel like they need a line and they need some more um, players to help. Uh, again, a program that had only won one game last year, this team has won four games this year, and they've had a lot of injuries. Uh, they don't have the line. So let's see what happens. Uh, there's been some changes in the coaching staff as well. Let's see what happens. We, we'll keep our eye on that program, and, and, and definitely uh, Mr. Wilder. Uh, he's, a, he's a very skilled running back down at Venice. Uh, he scores a lot, and uh, he's got something to say about winning a state championship. And if uh, they're not able to wrap him up, he'll be a problem. But one note I want to make, I'm glad you said it the way that you just did. He has something to say about them winning a state championship. Here's the reason why some of these commitments may be decommitments now at Colorado, and I just feel like this needs to be said. There is going to be an issue trying to build a winning program in Boulder, Colorado. It's one of those things that does not consistently happen. You don't have the star and the, and the Hollywood-like mystique of a USC. They have that to their advantage. You don't play in the SEC. Enough said with that. You don't play in the Big Ten where your coach is either Jim Harbaugh or James Franklin or Ryan Day, even though Ohio State fans are calling for his job, and I don't understand that, but that's a story for another day. The fact of the matter is, and they're in the Pac-12, but they're getting ready to go back to the Big 12. So they're, they're doing that as this conference is falling apart. Coach Prime and some of these young men, they probably are – one, not sure if they're going to be able to go there and be a part of a winning program. We want to believe that it's going to be a winning program because we believe in Coach Sanders and we believe in what we saw him do at Jackson State for three years. We saw how they struggled in the first year. They got much better in the second year, and the third year was wonderful as well. The only thing they just couldn't do was bring home the gold in the celebration ball. That was the only thing they couldn't do in that 2022 season. So we believe in him, but the fact of the matter is you are competing against Nick Saban in Alabama now. You are competing against Kirby Smart in Georgia. You are competing against Dabo Sweeney in Clemson. And that's a sleeping giant in itself too. 
You're competing against Big Ten teams, other SEC teams. Ladies and gentlemen, next year is the season that Texas and Oklahoma come to the SEC. What I'm trying to say is that it's not going to be easy to get recruits. So while I understand Coach Prime is saying he's not hard to find, you're kind of in a destination people may not necessarily want to be. And something else I just have to say is part of – I just have to say this as part of going off on a tangent, so excuse me for this, but I have to get this off my chest. We can love Dion and we can want to support Dion as much as we are doing, but let's not sit here and lie to ourselves. I have heard people, tangible people in the media who have outlets and just fans in general – going on social media or just saying in general, Colorado had a great season. Coach Prime had a fantastic season. No, they didn't. What they did is they had an improved season upon a team that went 1-11 in 2022 before Coach Prime showed up. They went 4-8 and eight this year, three of those four wins coming in September. They definitely should have had a fifth win that should have came over Stanford when they were up 29-0 to zero at halftime and somehow found a way to lose that game. Now, it should be noted, as James said, reinforcements are on the way. It is confirmed that Warren Sapp, the NFL great, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers great, is coming to be a part of that coaching staff next year. He's going to be the defensive line coach. And just that alone is going to be helpful in itself. But let's not sit here and lie to ourselves and say that Colorado had a great season. It's okay to say that they had a better season than last year, but going 4-8 and eight is not great. Some of the same people who were saying that this was a great season for Colorado and they went 4-8, and eight, you crucify Nick Saban for his first season at Alabama when he went 6-6. Six and six. That still at least qualified for some form of a bowl game. So, you know, as much as we love Dion and we support Dion on this, on this platform, we support what's going on here. He's a Florida boy. That, that, you know, as far as we're concerned, that's one of us. But we're not going to sit here and lie to ourselves and make it seem like, oh, Colorado, you know, even though they're not going to a bowl game and even though they had a record that was under 500, they still had a great, spectacular season. No, they didn't. And, and I just feel like that had to be said. Thank you, James, for allowing me to get that off my chest. That's just something that's really been grinding my gears. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but, but, again, when you look at Colorado, uh, this was a program who would lose games. They only won one game last year. So Prime comes over there, and it takes a while to build a football team, right? It takes more than a year, you know, because the first year you got to kind of go in and see what you have. Then you have to recruit, and you have to build this thing up. So, We'll keep our eyes on Colorado as we keep our eyes on other teams and other college teams and, and high school teams in the area. But definitely uh, Colorado is, is looking forward to winning more than four games. Last year they won one game. This year they won four. And so we'll have to uh, see what they do next season. And before people listen at this and you listen at that snippet of what I just said and say, you say you support Dion, but that wasn't supportive of Dion. No, we tell the truth. We tell the truth on this platform. And I'm sorry, but four and eight is not impressive. It's not. It's better than a one and eleven record, of course, but that doesn't qualify it as being great. We can tell the truth and still support people at the same time. That's actually probably what Coach Prime wants to hear, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, we're gonna keep our eye on Colorado. We're gonna keep our eye on Jamaris Wilder. One of the places that people are clamoring on social media for him to go to is the University of South Florida. And I wouldn't necessarily rule it out. I don't know where Mr. Wilder is going to end up going, but 
we need to make this note about USF. That team also went 1-11 in 2022, and they go 6-6 six and six this year. And they're going to a bowl game under head coach Alex Golesh. James, you've had the privilege of being out on the sidelines some of those Saturdays watching that USF product. This team almost beat the University of Alabama on a Saturday in September. And although Alabama is not the juggernaut that it once was, they are still playing in another SEC title game against my beloved Georgia Bulldogs, and I am actually nervous for that. Yeah, Alabama's Alabama, right? You look over there, you see the A on the helmet, and you know what they're about. And most of the times that they run out of the tunnel, they win the games. So, obviously, Georgia is built up right now, and when you look at the SEC championship – Kirby and what they're doing, that's the team. So you you can't knock what they're doing as far as, as Georgia is concerned. You know, at, at South Florida, uh, they have a special thing going on. Uh, they play at Raymond James Stadium. They play in Tampa. Uh, they have the weather. They have the facilities. They have a nice, nice university, you know, right here in the Tampa area, in the Tampa market. And uh, they're able to attract some players. In fact, they, had, they were one of the teams who had reached out to Coach Prime, you know, looking for his services. Uh, he decided to do something differently, as, as you see. But uh, South Florida is on an upward, upward. They're, they're moving on up. And so uh, for them to be able to get to a bowl game, hey, they're going in the right direction. And it's, it's a pretty good environment on Saturdays. Very good good environment uh the Alabama game was packed and some of the other games weren't not so much but uh they have a a nice young quarterback and they've got some pieces and they play hard a good coach and uh they're going in the right direction yeah once again we're going to continue to keep eyes on Mr. Wilder his commitment where he's going we're also going to be tuned in and we will be providing you coverage of the USF bowl game as well once we learn the exact details of that we will have that for you because we have provided some U.S. coverage throughout the season and we will finish the job with that as well and we're also going to get up there for some basketball games pretty soon as well the winter sports are getting ready to get into play. So as we get ready for basketball and other winter sports here on the Sun Coast, hey, we're not leaving the college teams out of it as well. So we will be on tap for that. But Venice is taking on the land this Friday. Game time begins at 7.30. We will have all highlights for you this Friday on ABC7 News at 11 on our Friday night game night show. We're getting ready to get out of here pretty soon, but just want to make a mention of our ABC7 Sports Athlete of the Week this week. Wonderful young man I had the chance to interview. Mr. Kevin O'Donohue, he's a star basketball player on their boys' team, really known for making baskets. James, he can really shoot that thing. That's all I can say. He can really knock down those shots. But he's an even more wonderful person and an even better student. This is a straight-A student. He's been a straight-A student since elementary school, and he has offers to play college basketball. But he already has his life after basketball already planned out. His father is a dermatologist, so he's a doctor, and he says he wants to follow in his father's footsteps and go into the medical field. And his dad also has his own practice, and he looks forward to becoming a dermatologist of his own one day, meaning Kevin, and taking over his father's practice. Just a remarkable young man. Kevin, thank you for allowing me to come out and tell your story. To your head coach, Vince Cherry, thank you for allowing me to tell your side of the story as well. Coach Cherry has been coaching him, James, since he was in the fifth grade. We find more and more of these stories 
week in and week out of coaches of our high school teams here who have been coaching a lot of these kids since they were in elementary school watching cartoons. And it's just remarkable to see that. And I also want to give a special shout-out to Ms. Allison O'Donohue, Kevin's mother. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with me and talk about your son as well. Much appreciated all around. There's a lot of talented uh, young student athletes here in this area. And when you think about this young man, he has the academic piece. He has a good family support base behind him. And he also can uh, shoot that basketball, as you say. So he's a guy that will be uh, a special player, and we'll look forward to seeing him play this year. Well, we're going to get ready to get out of here, folks. But we're going to have all the high school football coverage for you this Friday night once again. Booker's in action. Venice is in action. Cardinal Mooney is in action. We're going to have highlights of all of this and much more because we're going to get out to some basketball this week as well. We did not leave you guys out of things. We know that football is dominating right now. It's been a long time since we've had three high school football teams on the Suncoast playing this late into the year. But we know that you guys are in action and you're putting in that work on the hardwood. We're going to be out there to the soccer teams. We know you guys are out there on the fields and you're running. We're coming to the wrestling teams. We know you guys are out there on the mat. You're working. You're getting it done. To the weightlifting teams, we're going to be there. Guys, I'm just giving you this special shout-out right now just to let you know we understand and we know that winter sports are in action and we are going to get out there soon. But we're going to prepare to get out of this podcast right now on this wonderful Wednesday evening here uh, to all of our people around the country, I should say, because if it's cold in Florida, that means it's colder in a lot of other places right now. Stay warm, have those blankets, hope you have good shelter, and get you some nice, good, hot chili. Uh, nice plug right there. A huge shout-out to our team here at ABC7. They had a chili cook-off here today. Uh, that's always a wonderful event for us here. So thank you to everyone who is responsible for putting that together. But, folks, stay warm. Stay inside, you know, do everything you can to avoid from getting sick. Make sure that you're dressing properly. You know, we know that in certain areas in the country, you know, may not be used to this type of weather this time of year, but you have to dress accordingly. So make sure you're doing all of those things. Take care of yourself and enjoy the football. More high school football, college football, conference championships are happening, and, of course, NFL in action as well. But I am the X Factor Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. And we are getting out of here right now. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week.